Welcome to another episode of Muggle with a Mic. We have another awesome episode about musicals. And on this particular episode, I have a very, very special guest with me. Someone I've known a very long time, a very good friend. Maggie. Hi, Maggie. How are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for joining Muggle with a Mic today. It is my pleasure. And we're going to be talking all things musical today, correct? Yes, my favorite thing. (laughs) And you have a very big history of musicals. (laughs) Being a part of them, you've also directed one, correct? Yes, I've directed a couple. Awesome. Um, So we've known each other for quite a while. When did we first meet junior high? We go way back. I couldn't even think of when we first met. I just feel like I've always known you. Oh, yeah, because even dance when you were good and I was terrible. No. (laughs) Yes, but I feel like we got to know each other in junior high. Yes, absolutely. When we became locker buddies and were in band together. Yes, we were. Yes. I remember distinctively on my birthday one year, you helped decorate our locker for my birthday and there were Kit Kats in it. Yes. That's amazing. (laughs) I had forgotten that. I never forget Kit Kats. (laughs) Me either. I can't believe my first child is not a Kit Kat. I ate so many of them when I was pregnant with her. <laughs> That's a very good maternity diet. That, that uh-huh. is. It is, you know. <laughs> All right. And so after high school and everything, you went on to Baldwin Wallace, correct? Yes, I did. And you did you major in music theater? Yes. Their program there is a degree in music, but in musical theater. So it's in a conservatory setting. And um, yes, so got a degree in music and music theater. That's wonderful. So we have an expert on the episode today. (laughs) (laughs) And then you moved to New York City, correct? Yes, I did. How was that? How did you like life in New York City? I really enjoyed life there for the time I was there. I don't think I could have done that long term, but um, that was kind of the trajectory um, with my school was senior year. The entire graduating musical theater class moved together. We do um, a senior showcase where you do it for agents and casting directors. And so all of us got signed by different people. And so then we moved in the spring and it was nice because you kind of moved with a group of friends, like a community. Um, And I absolutely loved the city. I felt like just exploring the city kept me entertained. And um, I really wore out my student ID there uh, going to see Broadway shows for cheap whenever I could. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, So the city itself was just wonderful, but it is an exhausting place to live. So happy I did it, but don't think I'd want to do it again. It was a great experience, but you did the experience. Yes. Agreed. Yes. Yeah, because when I went there, I'm a very, I like a small, a slow, small town. Mm -hmm. And I thought when I went there, I would hate it. But I loved it. Yeah. Because even though there's so many people in there, it's like small little communities. Yeah, it really is. And you kind of, your little block becomes your community. Mm -hmm. And, but yet you really have your anonymity. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like walking down the street, no one knows you though too, which is kind of nice and different from where we grew up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You cross the street and you see family members and people you've known forever. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. We live in Stars Hollow, basically. Yes, that is the closest description I've heard. 
Yes. So there's one story in particular during your New York stay. You know what I'm getting at that I would like you to tell. And that was the time you met some movie stars. Yes. This is perfect for this particular podcast. Um, This was one of those days that the stars just aligned and the odds were in my favor. I happened to have a mutual friend with someone. I had just done a show my senior year of college called Title of Show. And it was kind of a big deal because we were the first people to do it outside of Broadway. And so we got to work closely with the Broadway cast and the writers and creators. They came and worked with us at our school. And so um, I was living in New York shortly after I graduated. And I was on the Upper West Side one day walking down the street and it was evening time. And I guess it was um, when they were getting ready to have the premiere of one of the Harry Potter movies. I don't remember which one it was, but I was walking by. It was part two. I knew. You knew? (laughs) Which one was it? It it was part two because it was 2011. I remember. That's right. It had to have been the end. That's right. Thank you for letting me know. And so um, I see my friend, Susan, um, who happened to know Daniel Radcliffe. She actually was friends with him. And she, you know, she's a big wig in the industry. She was one of the people that worked with us. And so I see her and I immediately walk over to her because I had just worked with her and we're chatting. And I said, what are you doing here? She was all dolled up. And she's like, I'm coming as a guest with my friend. I was like, cool, great. Well, good to see you. And about that time, her friend, which was Daniel Radcliffe, comes over. And I think I fangirled so hard, I just disappeared into the concrete. I couldn't believe it. I was just thinking, like, play it cool, play it cool. And she introduced me like it was no big thing. And, you know, my friend Maggie. And I thought, I'm going to just completely lose it right here. And all I could think was, man, you're so short, dude. But he was so gracious and nice. And I think he was getting ready to come to New York to do a project. And so Susan said something along the lines of, um, yeah, you should get with Maggie and her friends. They She lives here now if you need like people to hang out with. And I was just thinking, like, I cannot believe this conversation is real and that this is happening. <laughs> and so he wrote his number down on a piece of paper and gave it to me, non-romantically, just like no, just but still, community. Just- number. And I I kid you not, the whole way home on the subway, I was like, do not lose this piece of paper. Do not lose this piece of paper. (laughs) I was freaking out. Um, No, I don't still have that paper. I don't know where it is. Why didn't I sell it? I don't know. But yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Because I don't think, I think listeners need to understand that you and I grew up with him. Yes. It was so special because it was our age. Yes. Range. Yeah. And we look back at those films and we see what age Daniel is. And that's what age we were. Right. We are peers with him. Oh, yes. Absolutely. That is just amazing. Yeah. that I proceeded to call every single person in my <laughs> contacts on the way home because I could not believe it. And I think half the people didn't believe me at first. I still don't believe it, but I, but I, it's a great story if it's not true. Yeah, it was, it was um, quite, quite interesting. I'm super jealous. Totally oh, jealous. Time. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, thank you for that story. You're welcome. Because now Kevin Bacon, I'm, what is it? Uh, right. One degree or two degrees of separation? I'm not sure. I guess one degree. I don't know. All right. Well, so now everybody knows you, knows Daniel, knows, you know, everyone in the Harry Potter franchise. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We're pretty much best friends with them all now. And 
We should all get his number. Yes, exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, that was an amazing story. And uh, yes, the the show is called Muggle with a Mic, so it is very apropos. Ah, yes. Yes. Um, So moving on to some movie entertainment news for this episode. We did just have an episode, so there's not much change in the movie news, but... There is some musical news. So I did announce last week that musicals are starting to open up on Broadway from COVID. How has COVID affected your musical viewing, Maggie? Well, it's been zero like everyone else. And it has been so sad. Um, I think it's one of the things I miss the absolute most was going to a movie theater and going to see live shows. Yes. Yeah. Because there's nothing that nothing can compare to live entertainment, Mm -hmm. especially live musicals and live concerts. Right. It's an experience unlike anything else. And, you know, I think this past year helped us all realize how crucial it is to Mm -hmm. our culture and um, just people's lives to have the arts included in it. Um, So Mm -hmm. we, I think, appreciate it even more now. Absolutely. So um, musicals on Broadway closed May 12th of 2020, and they are opening up to full capacity in New York City, September 14th. And the first one that will show is Town on September 2nd. So I'm guessing that's not going to be full capacity, mm-hmm. but they're going to be following all the COVID guidelines. Um, they'll make you wear your mask. They want you to be fully vaccinated, um, which I am, so I can go to all the New York shows. Me too, girl. <laughs> That's what, if anything else to get a COVID vaccine, it's to go see musicals. Yes. Yes. That is what I told my husband. Same thing. (laughs) Priorities. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a new uh, trailer that came out was for the Tick, Tick, Boom trailer that's going to um, be released early, I believe next month, July, possibly. And have you seen that trailer, Maggie? I have. I have. I did not know they were making it into a movie until I was watching the trailer. So it surprised me and it was the best surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I didn't know anything about it because, Mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately, I know all the big musicals. Yeah. But this one is based on Jonathan Larson, correct? It's kind of like semi-autobiographical or well, that's a wrong word, but go for it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it is. And it to me, I think it is. It is very interesting to pair it with Rent of just knowing more about his life. And I think it's autobiographical in the way that In the Heights kind of is about Lin-Manuel. I think it's mm-hmm. kind of similar, you know, not exactly about him completely, but follows his path. Absolutely. And Lin, dire- this is his directorial debut. That's right. So that's appropriate, isn't it? Yes. It's a perfect woven blanket right here. Uh-huh. I just made that connection in my brain, how uh, appropriate that is. Yeah. <laughs> And how do you think Andrew Garfield's going to do in it? Oh, he seemed great in the trailer, so I have high hopes. Yeah. He seems like a great fit for that type-wise. I don't know about his singing ability, so I guess we'll see, won't we? He has great hair. Yeah, he does. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, so a few more questions about musicals, and then we'll get into In the Heights. Why do you love musical theater? Oh, that is the question that has a bajillion answers. Um, I just think it is a heightened way of expressing yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, it's as cathartic for the people performing it as it is for the people watching it. And so it's just a good experience for everyone. It's 
that beautiful combination of using multiple art forms to make one larger art form. So, mm-hmm. You know, the singing, the acting, and the dancing all have to work together seamlessly for storytelling. And so it just is something that I think will go on for all of the ages because that is always a way that we can tell our human story. So, yeah, I just I just think it is a magical experience. So that's why I love it, I guess, is the best way to describe it. That was beautiful. The way you said it was the cathartic for the viewers and the performers. That needs to be put like in a plaque somewhere. <laughs> it is. I think it's sometimes really selfish being in a show because, yeah, I think it makes you feel just as good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite one to watch? <sighs> to watch? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like picking a favorite child. (laughs) I tend to like the musicals that are really thought provoking and like make me feel like my heart has been crushed on the floor when I leave. Mm -hmm. So I'm really drawn towards things like Next to Normal, Spring Awakening, I think would be my all-time favorite. like experiences that I've seen. I got to go see um, Deaf West Theater perform Spring Awakening. And I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, they revived Spring Awakening with a company that is made up of deaf actors. Wow. They incorporated deaf actors into the storyline. And it it became this whole thing about how mistreated deaf people were in that time period in Germany. And um, they also used the hearing actors then to be almost like the subtext of the deaf actors. So it was just one of the most interesting and meta type uh, viewings of a musical I've seen. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's another thing I love about the theater is they put spotlights on things that you wouldn't even think of that need a spotlight. Yes, exactly. That, I think those are my favorite shows are ones when you realize they're telling a story that you didn't even realize quite needed to be told, but yeah, then it seems like it absolutely has to get out. That's kind of how Dear Evan Hansen was when it started talking about like teen suicide. It was like, oh my goodness, why haven't we talked about this before? This is so important, especially now. So, yeah, stories like that that are really poignant are probably my favorite. Absolutely. And there's another one that's coming to the movie theater is Dear Evan Hansen. I know. know. There's a BW alum is in that one. Really? Who is it? His name's Colton Ryan. He was on um, Sarah Bareilles' Little Voice. (gasps) Watch that show? No. Well, wait. Is it? What was that on? It was on Apple TV. 
No, because I don't have Apple TV. <laughs> yeah, I actually just watched it like last week because um, we just got Apple TV. And oh, it's a it's a good show. But he plays um, plays Connor in the movie. That's so in wait, the upcoming movie, he's in it. Yes, he was in it on Broadway. Um, he was like the standby for Evan Hansen. And then so yeah, then he got cast in the movie and he plays Connor, which is so cool. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna watch it and just zero in on him. Yeah, yeah. He's got such a good voice. He's like a new Daniel Radcliffe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so how about what is your favorite to perform? Oh, okay. Mm, I think my favorite to perform is Cabaret. Oh, it's so good because the Kit Kat dancers, back mm-hmm. to Kit Kats, um, they <laughs> get so many songs. They are in featured in like five songs um, and they're huge production numbers with just the six girls. And so I got to do that show for like eight months and I never wanted it to be over. I could have done it the rest of my life. It was the funnest show to do. Wow. Yeah. And when you find that, you find your niche, it's like you're in heaven. Yes. And it was featured on the TV show Schitt's Creek. Oh, yes, it sure was. <laughs> oh, I love that show. <laughs> and uh, my final question for you about musicals is, how was your experience directing versus being in a musical? Is it more difficult, more enjoyable? How was it for you? You know, I think it's definitely more difficult. Mm-hmm. I think the whole being in a musical and you just get to worry about your part is very easy, but... <laughs> It was nice directing a show right out of college because I feel like I got to kind of put into application all of the things that my mentor kind of taught us. She is such a good director and that's why she's a great teacher. And so um, I feel like I just found myself saying all of the things that she would say over and over. But it is very hard to juggle all of the moving parts. But I feel like at this point in my life, that is something I enjoy much more than performing. So it was a nice first wading into the water of that world, but it was hard. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, you did Les Mis Mm -hmm. and I played in the pit. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, I adore the people up on stage. I wish I could be them, Yeah. but I can't because I feel much more comfortable down in the pit where no one can see me. I totally (laughs) understand. Yes. I would love to have the guts. I, again, I adore those people up there because they have the guts to get up there and do it. And I just... I'm good down here in the pit where no one knows I exist. (laughs) (laughs) But yet you're contributing a crucial part to the show. There you go. Sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of how I felt with directing was I love when I have pre-written lines that I know I have to say and Mm pre-decided choreography I know I have to do. But when it's up to me to then inspire the people, I was like, oh, oh, this part's hard. (laughs) Oh, it's true because you you know what you want them to do or how to do it, but it's you mm-hmm. have to put it into words that right. they understand. Yeah, you got to kind of teach it. 
In the Heights. And in the words of Usnavi, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. In the Heights. It premiered June 11th, 2021 on HBO Max and in theaters. The synopsis for the show, for the movie. The scent of cafecito caliente hangs in the air just outside of the 181st Street subway stop. The likable, magnetic, Bodega Ono Usnavi saves every penny from his daily grind as he hopes, imagines, and sings about a better life. It was directed by John M. Chu, who also did Now You See Me 2, Crazy Rich Asians, G.I. Joe Retaliation, and he's currently working on Maggie, the pre-production for Wicked. I read this. How amazing. (laughs) Now, sometimes when I read this, I'm like, is it for, is it actually going to happen? It's in pre-production. So I think Mm -hmm. so, right? Yeah, I think so. I think they'd be silly not to. It's a big moneymaker. Absolutely. Who would do Elphaba? Oh, gosh. How do you even decide? I don't know. And how can you beat that part where she gets lifted up above stage and do that on the screen? I don't know. True. It might be some killer special effects or it might end up weird. We'll see. That's the <laughs> that's the tricky part about movie musicals. <laughs> well, Daniel can just come around and say, when God knew him Leviosa. <laughs> hey, that would sell it for me. I'd be like, all right, this is great. <laughs> We're going to keep coming back to the Daniel story. I'm just going to warn you. <laughs> it's too good. All right, so the movie In the Heights stars Anthony Ramos, or Ramos, and he is best known for Hamilton on Broadway, and he played John Lawrence slash Philip. Mm-hmm. He had a dual role. And then for our listeners, I know we have a lot of Star Wars fans out there, Jimmy Smits plays Kevin Rosario, and he was in Star Wars, and he played Bail Organa. It was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, And it's based on the musical stage play that ran from 2008 to 2011. Mm -hmm. Maggie. Yes. What did you think? Okay. I feel like I need to sound professional, but I just want to gush. It was (laughs) incredible. I loved it. Um, It was super special because it was my first time in a movie theater after COVID and not only was it my first movie, but it was a musical. So, and a musical that I really enjoy. So I think I had high expectations for it, but it just absolutely blew me away. It was wonderful. Um, I think that this particular story lends itself well to being a movie because the vibrancy of the culture Mm -hmm. and the colors and the, just the neighborhood and everything, it just, it hits really well on a screen, I think, especially a big screen. So I loved it. Did you like it? Oh, this is a prime example of why musicals are great. Uh-huh. Um, I I watched it here. I didn't go into. The, I'm not brave enough to go into the movie theater. But yeah. um, but I'm totally for people going. Please go to the movie theater if you feel comfortable. <laughs> um, but I I got to watch it here. I had I did not know the story at all. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. So we're getting two different takes. You knew it beforehand. I did. I did mm -hmm. not. But of course, you can't go wrong with Lynn. So I loved it. That's an understatement. Yeah, me too. You're true. You're right. The cinematography, which you, you can do on a stage to an extent, but the, the different like CGI that they did and the dancing scenes. Yeah. Now I, I dance like a dad at a wedding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's such a great visual. <laughs> I mean, I am a pro at the step touch. So when I see people dancing like that in unison with such you know, I don't know, energy. And yeah. it just makes me happy because it, it's almost like I'm dancing with them, but I'm totally not. Yeah. So I just, I loved it. I love the story and the characters and the, the premise of it of, um, so I didn't know the story. We're going to give away spoilers at this point. If you haven't seen it, you know, you're watching the whole movie and you're like, he wants his, his little dream. El Suenito. The whole time you're thinking, you know, it's to go back to the Dominican Republic. And then at the end, when he realizes his dream is just to stay home and have, mm -hmm. have a home with, and that home is people, not a place. Yeah. And they do such a beautiful job of building up what a strong community they have mm -hmm. to then it almost feel like there's no way he could leave that. Like that is, that is the dream is to have a community like that. And it's interesting because he goes back in the musical on Broadway. Oh, does he? Yes. There's a few different, um, they updated the story in a couple ways. And um, my youngest brother and I saw it together on Broadway many years ago. And so we both agreed, though, that all the updates they made really fit the current time period um, mm -hmm. that we're living in and just made sense for how the story should have evolved Originally, anyway. Yeah, I mean, so apparently the um, DACA stuff was not in it. Right. Is that correct? What, so what was what was in in the stage rendition? So, so yeah, I don't remember the DACA stuff now that you say that. Um, mm -hmm. So Nina has, her mom and dad are both alive in the stage version. And the mom has mm -hmm. a song. And the dad also has, oh, the dad has a beautiful song you have to listen to. That was the only one I was kind of bummed it wasn't in there. That's yeah. my brother's favorite song too. And it's just beautiful. But the dad has a really hard time and never really comes to terms with Nina's decision. Yeah. Um, so that I like that they had him become okay with what she was going to do. But in the stage version, she also doesn't go back to school. She stays. Okay. Um, and then in the stage version, um, Nina and Benny kind of get in this big fight that I didn't miss in the movie. And <laughs> okay. There's a few other little things like that that just seemed kind of extra. And so I liked how they kind of leaned it out. Yeah. Well, and, and over time they might say, hey, I wish I'd done that differently. And now they can do it in the movie. Plus they have a time restriction, unfortunately. Right. Exactly. When it comes to musicals, I could sit for six hours and watch one. Yeah, me too. As long as it, I mean, I, especially with characters like this, where the each character is just so, I don't know, lovable mm -hmm. and, and like Abuela, little Abuela. I know. I know. Oh, and then that, that song, I don't know the title of it, but when she talks about her past, she decides to go, you know, up the stairs. Mm -hmm. oh. I made it through, I survived. I did it. Now do I leave or 
That was beautifully done. That was a great example of what you can do with having a different medium than it being Mm -hmm. on stage. Because, you know, I think In the Heights really, really played into that of using what you can do on film to heighten the experience. Mm -hmm. And her song, the way that they filmed that and the way that they did it with all of the people from her past. Oh, it was so good. That's not how it is in the show. And so that was really special. Absolutely. And I don't know if this was a detail they meant to do, but I either picked up on it or made it up. But when she was, we're assuming going to heaven, Mm -hmm. she had the left side, which was a ramp or the stairs on the right side. And Abuela is a tough little lady. I noticed that too. Yes. (laughs) She, I was like, okay, she's, she's having trouble walking. She'll take the ramp. Nope. She goes up those stairs. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. That's a true Um, New Yorker for you, too, to be like, yep, I'm going to climb these stairs to my death. I don't need no ramp. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, uh, anyway, so from the get-go, the musical, did you notice the music started the minute, right on the downbeat, he kisses Abuela on the head, um, and then he shuts the front door, and then his feet, and then the gate, and the water hose, Uh and the keys. Oh, my God. I was like, that was the first, what, 30 seconds, and I, I was just... I was all in yeah. at that point. Uh-huh. I know. I love, love, love how, and you know, it calls back to when Nina says over and over, I want to just listen to my block. Oh, that's And true. then Len makes all of the music sound like it is the block making the music. He's and a genius. I, he's so <laughs> genius. I had forgotten how much kind of street noise is incorporated in the orchestration. And so I was listening to the Broadway recording after I watched the movie. And I was like, oh, it is that way in this too. But where it wasn't visualized as much, I didn't notice it maybe as much as the yeah. movie really emphasized it. And I loved that. Wow. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is I love that they do movies, but I also think that people should see things only on Broadway. Like there are some shows that are only available on Broadway. They never get made into a movie. And unfortunately some of the population never gets to see it. I know. But I'm glad that they do make things like this in the movie so that everyone has an Mm -hmm. opportunity. And it's a good example of the fact that they filmed Hamilton just as its stage adaptation, mm-hmm. because that you could never really make that into a movie necessarily. I mean, maybe they will, but it's, it's magic is the stage, you know, and the cast. And I feel like in the Heights is a great example of using cinematography to make the story even bolder. Okay. So the one, the CGI that they did during what's before they go to the poll, they're doing their on the 96,000. There you go. (laughs) 
And they're doing the little lines in the air. Yes. The Pinocchio nose and all that yeah. stuff. The lightsaber. Wasn't that cool? <laughs> um, it, it just it increases the imagination of it. I don't know. It just it's amazing. I don't. I can't come up with other words. Than you know, I think musicals make you feel like it's a, such a heightened experience that's not really based in reality lots of times. Mm -hmm. And so I think that they did that well, like in just moments like that of making you feel like, okay, this is not really real life, but it is the story that we're watching. It just transports you maybe is the right word. Absolutely. Now, speaking of the pool scene. Oh, did you notice, first of all, I had to get this off my chest. Tell me. Did you notice the guy's shoulders? Um, yes. Like the contortionist? Yes. Okay. So my brother, who's a professional dancer, has sworn to me that there's a name for that particular style. Pain? Pain. Yes. I think pain should be the name. <laughs> I said to him after, I didn't expect to see synchronized contortion swimming. <laughs> but we saw it and it was, we're talking about it now. Right. Well, poor Sonny had a solo then, but I could not take my guy, my eyes off of that guy. I know. Wild. Oh, absolutely. But other than that, that man with the dislocated shoulder, <laughs> that whole scene, they even incorporated water into the choreography. I could not get enough of that scene. It, I was freaking out in the theater. It was so good. And then there's a lot of little bits of comedy throughout this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when Vanessa, they turn to her and ask her, "What? How would you spend ninety six thousand?" And then she just gets like super somber. <laughs> <laughs> and Usnavi is like, "Damn, yes, all right then, <laughs> okay, getting serious." Yeah. Oh, it's a good balance of seriousness and comedy. Yeah, it really was. I love, too, the way they filmed that scene and how they didn't just make, like, they had plenty of portions of the movie where the dancers were all out in the street. It was a big production number kind of thing. And this, they did that in the pool, but I loved how they were filming it as they were, like, walking into the pool and the people in the locker rooms were dancing. The people up on the, like, kind of stairs were dancing. Like, it was just, like, kind of everyone was moving that way in the pool. Yeah. It was really neat how they made everyone kind of incorporating the movement well and throughout the movie not just that scene but i also love that they had all different body shapes dancing mm -hmm. i mean everybody was included yes and ages yeah yeah i just read an article yesterday about because i was looking up anything i could on the movie because it just was so good and um it was saying how this 66 year old woman i forget her name now, but how she was um, the first Latina rocket. And she was 64 when the auditions for In the Heights came up and she went and her whole family thought she was crazy. But then that she is in the movie. Do and you know who she like is? the oldest dancer. Um, I don't, I, I'm not sure, but. Because there's the one lady on the subway car that kicks her leg in front of Abuela. It, that might be her because they were saying how in the audition she kicked her leg up higher than like some of the younger dancers. Yeah, because this one she kicked higher than Abuela's head. Uh-huh. It might yeah. be. There was the so, one older lady too in the scene where um, right before the lights come back on. Mm -hmm. What is that song called? It's the one where they're all saying they're different countries and their pride from their oh, yes. Area. Yeah. And there's one of the, an older lady in that scene who just start, goes after it. She's amazing. 
<laughs> and that's that's the other thing about this is there's so much stuff happening. I've watched it twice. Mm-hmm. And there's so much stuff happening. It's like The Office. You watch it five times and you see something new in the background. Yes. Yeah, it is. I immediately came home and made Ricky, my husband, turn it on on HBO Max. I was like, we're going to watch it again right now because it's that good. Oh, no, it totally is. It's worth the, you know, 15 whatever a month for HBO mm-hmm. to watch it 12 million or 96,000 times. Yes, there you go. Yeah. I probably will watch it that many times. Speaking <laughs> of 96,000, how would you spend your 96,000? Oh, good question. I feel like I would travel the entire world. I would try to go to as many countries as I could. Yeah. That's easier. Yes, I thought about opening a movie theater of my own. Uh-huh. And then I was like, nah, I'm going to travel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely what I would do. Where would be your first place? Oh my goodness. Um maybe it'd have to be somewhere crazy just, you know, really kick things off right. Maybe like Morocco. Ooh, somewhere like that. Yeah, mine was just boring Ireland. Oh, Ireland. I love Ireland. I would just spend the whole time there and the rest of the money goes to get some pints of beer. That would be worth it completely. There you go. <laughs> um, okay, so also, uh, what would your suenito be? Oh, let's see. I know it's a difficult question. It is a difficult question. You know, I feel like I have different ones for different portions of my life. Mm-hmm. I would love to have my own theater for this little town. There you go. That, you know, we could have endless money and do all the shows we want to do and anybody could do it. So that would be one. Or like I just want to have a big artist retreat in the forest where people can come and make art of all kinds. Ooh. That'd be another one. Yeah, just an you know? escape. Yes, Hey, how about this? We'll both take our $96,000. we will reopen the colony. Yes. There. Done. Easy. <laughs> it can be a movie theater, and then we can lift the screen up and have a stage. Yes. Plan. Let me start <laughs> up the contract, and we'll get things rolling. <laughs> I'll start a GoFundMe. Oh, no, we'll have the 96000 That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, I've always wanted that ever since I was a kid. And then they someone bought it, and I wanted... I wanted to yell at them, but then I was happy they opened it. Such a great space. Um, Okay, so I did not realize when they first said it that they were hinting that Sonny was undocumented because he paid him in cash. Yeah, I didn't get that either. I thought it was something to do with his dad's alcoholism. Right, which Mm -hmm. was Mark Anthony. Right. Yeah, I saw him and I was like, wow, Mark Anthony's in this. Yes, they took (laughs) me a minute to realize who he was. How about the dinner scene with the Tide pen mm-hmm. <laughs> when he brings back, because he, first of all, that scene in the bodego, when basically Sonny asks Vanessa out for Usnavi, mm-hmm. that I loved that scene. That was hilarious. Didn't they do that, gr- the silence so perfectly after she walks out and then yeah. the build into the song? <laughs> oh, I loved that. It's that kind of stuff that I wish real life we broke into song without any control right you know and we just everybody knew the choreography (laughs) yes that would be easier than you know small talk sometimes i feel absolutely just sing a song about it 
Or like dance on the side of a building and defy gravity. Yes. Oh, that part was very cool. I feel like I knew that was coming because of the trailer, Mm -hmm. but it still caught me off guard. I still was like, that is really awesome. So what did they do on the stage production in place of that? They just were sitting on a balcony singing. Okay. Okay. I figured maybe the stage rotated or. (laughs) Yeah. No, there were no fancy um, technical things in the stage version, really. The fire, they do the fireworks really cool in Mm 96,000. And, you know, when I saw the show, it was when I was like a starving artist in New York. And so my brother and I got student tickets and sat in the last row of the last balcony in the very back. And I still really loved it, but it was way different to see it on stage and feel like you were actually immersed in it a little bit more. Oh, yeah. You become one with the show. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, no, the very first production I ever went to, it was an off-Broadway production of Wicked and Sarah. Of Wicked? My- the off-Broadway production? Yeah, in Columbus. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or not, I'm sorry. I don't know the terminology. Off-Broadway is still Broadway, right? Well, off Broadway is in New York, yes, but that you're talking about the tour, I think, right? Yes, sorry. Yes. Oh no, you're fine. I was just thinking, wow, you were in the know. No, no, it was off, 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 off Broadway. Yes, got it, got it. <laughs> it was as far from Broadway as you could get. No, um, it, it was the touring production in um, Columbus, and Sarah got me the tickets for Christmas, uh-huh. and I opened them up for Christmas. Now, mind you, I'd never been to a musical at that point and I of course cried for about 10-15 minutes and then we got there and I think on the first the first musical number I was just bawling and people were looking at me (laughs) in the seats yeah I did not care I was I was happy crying that is the best first show to see oh yeah what a great one for it to be your first show when she, again, when she defies gravity at the, right before intermission, I don't think I spoke for a while. That's amazing. Isn't that the best feeling? Oh, Just it being is. blown away by something that you witnessed right in front of your eyes? Oh, yeah. Chills. And um, then, but then I'm thinking every production is going to be like that of everything, which it's right. close to it, but Wicked's a whole other ballgame. It is. Yes. And every aspect. It's rare. Wicked is a rarity that... It's a musical with a big production value, but then that the material also is just as good. Mm -hmm. Lots of times the big ones like that, you know, like maybe the story's lacking or the music's so-so, but that one is like they got everything going for them. Yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I think I might start crying again. Anyway. Um, I'm, oh, also, did you notice the hold music, um, when Kevin is on the phone? Did you notice what it was? You better believe it. I loved that little Easter egg, as they call it, I think. Yes. That was amazing. It was perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, it's also interesting that even though this musical was released in, what, 2008, Mm -hmm. they did update, like, the technology and stuff like that. Um, cell phones, like the cell phone lights. Would they have had that in 2008? I don't think so. great point. Yeah. I don't think so. No. Yeah. So it's little things like that that I noticed that mean nothing. <laughs> but that's so good they thought about it because if they hadn't updated, you would have noticed, like, you know, that it was weird and different. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking through my notes here. Did you uh, – I also noticed that George Washington was Mr. Softy. Oh, yeah. Christopher and he was Jackson. the original Benny um, on the Broadway version. 
Yes. And has he been in like almost everything that Lynn has done? Yes. Katie, have you seen, oh, I got to look it up right now, the name. Have you seen Lynn's documentary that was at Sundance that's about his freestyle rap group from college? No. Okay. I think it's on Hulu. Ooh. It is amazing. Hold on. Let me look it up real fast. I'm writing this down. It's called We Are Freestyle Love Supreme. This is why I could not remember the name. (laughs) I thought you were going to say We Are Marshall. Yeah, no. We Are Freestyle Love Supreme. Freestyle Love Supreme was the name of their freestyle rap group. And they used to do shows. They went to Edinburgh, um, big festival in Scotland every year, their big arts festival and performed. But you see a lot of familiar faces that worked on that group um, from Hamilton. So um, Christopher Jackson, who you're talking about, George Washington, he has been in that group with Lynn from like the beginning. So I think they go way, way back. Um, But it is so fascinating because you can kind of see the evolution of his art into these two big shows he's made. Um, And they, they freaking create rap on the spot. And it's unreal. I don't know how anybody does that. That, that's, again, the other thing, the, the dad dancer here, it's the same thing. You look at them, and how do they come up with that stuff? How is it in their brain and it comes up so quickly? Yeah, nope, I will never know. I will never know. And then how they, like, bring jokes back around at the end and, like, slide them in there, I, I don't know. It blows my mind. <laughs> Even back when Lynn performed for Obama at the White House, mm-hmm. people thought he was cray-cray singing a song about Alexander Hamilton in rap yeah but little did they know you look back on that he hadn't even finished everything no but the the magic that it was about to begin no one could have even you know even dreamt of it yeah no and it's like he just found the perfect formula because if you watch that documentary you see these little sprinkles of magic of just wonderment of how they do this and how intricate it is and how creative and smart and it makes sense that it turned into something epic, but it's even cooler that he was like, Oh, right. We're going to make it about a founding father. (laughs) Oh, and we're going to put all minorities on stage because Uh it's their time right now. (laughs) Yeah. To show the real America. Absolutely. It's amazing. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Um, He just, he just, he knows the right recipe and he just keeps serving dish after dish. And I love it. I know. And I just hope it keeps on coming. Yes. Yes. Um, Did you also know, random, random fact I saw, the pictures that um, Usnavi has of his dad's little bar cafe Uh were actual pictures um, from Puerto Rico when it was struck by Hurricane Maria in 2017. No way. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's very interesting. I knew Lynn like went down there and did a production of Hamilton to raise money for that. Oh, interesting. Wow. And that's why I think Lynn's so awesome because he does those kind of little things where it's it's out of love. Everything he does is out of the goodness of his heart. And it comes mm-hmm. out through his mind, I feel. Yeah, completely. And I don't know. I feel like most musical theater people, they don't ever begin creating anything to be famous or to mm-hmm. make money because you're never going to unless you happen to be Lynn. Um, so <laughs> to give a musical theater person success and and the resources to keep making cool stuff is just awesome because they are typically very humble i think in their art form and do it for the passion of it because they never were out to do it for anything other than loving it 
to begin with. Absolutely. And that's why it's so, it's so heartwarming, this stuff. And that's why emotions portrayed in it because it's, it's yeah. from, it's from people, you know, mm -hmm. going yes. through the, all of this stuff. Oh, it's wonderful. And that's what I'm looking forward to the tick, tick, boom. Yes. To see what that's like. Yeah. I know. I can't wait to see that. What was one more, what was your favorite scene in, in the movie? Okay. I have to think about it. <laughs> Um, All of them. <laughs> every scene? <laughs> um, I think, oh, okay. I really love the pool scene, but since we already talked about that, I'm going to say, <laughs> what's the one where they're out in, it's the, they're all in the street and Usnavi is out there dancing with them? I'm guessing that's uh, in the Heights. Is that the intro? Yeah, is it? It must be. that when i saw all of them dancing out there lined mm -hmm. up in the street mm -hmm. the most epic choreography that was it's just so kinetic like i don't know how they did it uh that blew me away it was amazing Oh yeah, and they and and it had the Latin flair to it that was just perfect. Yes, it was perfect, and I feel like it really honored a lot of um, traditional Latin dances. Oh, I yeah. don't claim to know them well, but I feel like you could recognize um, a lot of them, and I thought it was cool that they were really showing that culture. I also really, really loved Abuela's song and how they did it. Just everything about it was just beautiful. So. Yeah. Uh, can I say the whole movie was my favorite? I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I also forgot about the scene in the dance club. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. Wait, is the is the girl who plays Vanessa, is she like a well-known dancer or something? I couldn't find no. anything. I mean, she might as well be. She is now. <laughs> but not that I know of. I don't think she's a Broadway person originally. Oh, I loved it. But yeah, I loved it. What was your favorite scene? All of it. All of it. Every bit. <laughs> I have to say, I really do love the scene when in the bodego. I love all the dancing scenes, so those trump mm -hmm. this. But in the bodego, when he when Sonny does ask him out, but yeah. or, or ask her out, um, and he makes a smiley face on the fridge door. Yes, that's really endearing. Yes, and then he swooshes his face on the door. <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. she, she just stares at him. <laughs> oh, I, that that might be my favorite little little bit of the movie. Yeah, I loved that part too. It's interesting too on the stage version. They don't. Um, well, he knows that Abuela has won the money before she passes away. Oh, okay. Um, but it's just right before, and so I loved how they changed it for the movie because it made that moment so epic. Oh yeah, and acting wise, when he reads the ticket, watch watch his eyes next time you watch it. He does amazing okay. acting of in his brain you can see him realizing what that is and uh -huh. trying to comprehend it. Oh, so cool. <laughs> 
Oh, Willa dying. Now I'm sad again. <laughs> okay, when we're happy now. <laughs> the guy's shoulders. <laughs> what else we got? The guy's shoulders were crazy. <laughs> oh, all right. So I give it an A plus. I do too. I give it an A plus. And you know, I feel like I typically with movie musicals really want it to be done well. And so I have a high bar and this A plus plus. Yeah, no. And and so now I'm excited for this guy to do Wicked because if he did this well on this one. Yes. Agreed. He seems to do well with almost that kind of little bit of fantasy thrown in. Mm -hmm. Crazy rich Asians, all the colors. And like, I don't know, it seems like he's got a cool eye for stuff like that. So we have high hopes for Wicked. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Oh, now, now I'm super duper excited. They need to hurry up and make it. But take your time because we want to make it perfect. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for quiz time? <gasps> I forgot there was a quiz. I'm so ready. I'm probably <laughs> going to be terrible, but I'm ready. Okay. Well, I tried to I try to do mix up the quizzes each time. So this one's a little different. It's not like questions. It's fill in the lyrics. Oh, shoot. I'm terrible at lyrics, Katie. Oh, poodle. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So hopefully... I mean, I don't know In the Heights lyrics as well, but I was guessing you do. (laughs) Okay. Maybe not now. (laughs) This could be funny. I'm ready. Let's go for it. Okay. So you can go ahead and just say it or you can ask for um, multiple choice. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. The first five will be from In the Heights and the last five are going to be from Hamilton. Okay. Okay. We can do this. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to read it as... (laughs) Straight as possible. No rapping? Uh, no one wants to hear me rap. <laughs> I can do I can do Hamilton rapping mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. in my car alone. Sure. The steering wheel has not complained yet. <laughs> the airbag is still intact. Okay, here we go. Number one. My money's making money. I'm going from po to mo do. <laughs> See, I can't do it. (laughs) Keep the bling. I want the brass ring like blank. (laughs) There is no way I'm going to get any of these right. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to ask for a hint. Okay. Multiple choice. Oh, yes. Multiple choice. Okay, here we go. So you want, I want the brass ring like blank. Jay-Z. Frodo, Bill Gates. It's totally Frodo. Come on, let's go. It's Frodo. Right now, yes. <laughs> okay, I need a little reminder. There you go, one for one. We'll All call right. it that. All right. You're batting a thousand right now. You okay. Can only go down from here. <laughs> All right, number two. When the sun goes down, you're going to need a blank. You're going to need a candle. Okay, bringing that multiple choice. (laughs) All right. A, fire. B, friend. C, lamp. D, flashlight. Flashlight. Come on. Let's go. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Also, by the way, this next question or the next lyric, I love the backstory as to how Usnavi got his name. Wasn't that hilarious? I had forgotten that. It's amazing. (laughs) All right. I am Usnavi, and you probably never heard my name. 
Reports of my fame are greatly blank. I can't say this word, but I know it. Greatly exacerbated. Exaggerated. Exaggerated. Okay, I was close. I'm giving it to you. Thank you. Because you knew it. It rhymed with it. And in rapping, that's all that matters. Thank you. There you go. (laughs) All right, number four. And one day, I'm hopping in a blank and I'm driving away. It won't be long now. I believe this is. um, And then the lyric is after that? Doesn't she just repeat it won't be long now again? Well, it's, uh, and one day I'm hopping in a blank. Limousine, train, old Jeep, or truck? Limousine. Yes. Let's go. (laughs) You've only got one more in the Heights, and then we're on to Hamilton. I can do it. (laughs) Um, I used to think we lived at the top of the world when the world was just a blank. A subway map. You got it. (laughs) Was a dotted line. Yes. I know the ones that are sung, I think, a little bit better than the wrapped ones. There you go. And and that's how Lynn does it. Like, you've got um, those ones that are, it's not called a ballad. Yeah, but it gives you enough melody to get it stuck in your head so you want to keep listening. Oh, yeah. You'll be back. (laughs) You'll see. (laughs) All right. Here go the Hamilton ones. Okay, I'm ready. I'm just like my country. I'm young, blank, and hungry. Scrappy. Let's yeah, go. Scrappy do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number seven. I know my sister like I know my own blank. Mind. Let's yes. go. You will never find anyone as trusty as mine. I'm with you. See, it's that kind of stuff you can't not keep singing. I know. Number eight. You have no control who lives, who blanks, who tells your story. Who dies. Let's go! So deep. I mean, so many life lessons here in Hamilton. Absolutely. This next one's very true. Blank. We get the job done. Immigrants. Let's go! And the final one. If you get this, Maggie, if you get this right, you got them all. Oh, I think that's a stretch, but okay. (laughs) Here we go. We were at a revel with some blank on a hot night. Oh, shoot. All right, say it again. We were at a revel with some blank on a hot night. Okay, I need multiple choice. Okay. A, cuties. B, rebels. C, youngins. Or D, soldiers. Okay, it's Rebels. Let's go! (laughs) That's what threw me off because I didn't realize the first word was Rebels. We were at a Revel with some Rebels on a hot night. Okay. (laughs) Lynn should not hire me. And we got it. You got it. You got it. You you got all of them right. 10 out of 10. I'm doing a happy dance, but you can't see it. Are you dancing like Usnavi out on Washington Tolton Heights? No, not even close. (laughs) Maggie, thank you so much for joining me here on Muggle with a Mic. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. It was so good to talk to you again. You too. I hope you're well, and I hope everybody goes and sees In the Heights. Yes, 12, 96,000 times. That's right. Yes. Tune in next week for another episode of Muggle with a Mic, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you.
It's hotter than the islands are today. And Mr. Softy's truck is broken down. And here come all his customers my way. I tell you, I run this town. Be that one. Just 125 Piragua, 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 225 Piragua.